0: Uh, go to a very familiar passage of Scripture today, Uh, and um, John chapter 8, and we're going to read verse 31 through 36, uh, and St. John's Gospel, hallelujah, glory to God. This is what it reads like, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I didn't read that wrong. I got it right. that right, Brother Bobby? Hallelujah. They? <laughs> they answered him, We be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou ye shall be made free? Jesus answered him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank and we praise you for freedom. Thanking you, God, for the privilege, God, that we have in this nation to come together and worship, God, the way that we feel Uh, like we should worship. We thank you for men and women who have have laid their lives on the line. But most of all, I thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice at Calvary because you bring the true freedom. Without the freedom that comes from Calvary, we're always in bondage. And I thank you for that today. And as we go into the Word, I'm asking for your anointing to rest upon us that we may speak. The words you would have for us today, in Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I'm going to speak for the next few minutes in time on a subject titled, The Process of Freedom. The Process of Freedom. I don't know if you realize or not, but freedom is a process. It don't just happen instantaneously. Uh... And also a well-known saying that I like a a lot is freedom is never free. Amen. Freedom always costs, Brother Darrell. It always costs. And uh, there's a process of freedom. And tomorrow our nation will be celebrating her birthday. Our independence Day, from British government and the tyranny of a king who did not have our well-being in mind. Today, we look back with pride and admiration on those who wrote and signed the Declaration of Independence because it was their courage and stand that headed our course towards independence and freedom. Now, a brief excerpt from the last paragraph of that historical document shows the resolve and determination which our founding fathers portrayed. We're all familiar with the uh, preamble in the first paragraph, Um, and we are familiar with that of the Declaration of Independence. But I want to give you the last paragraph right before the signatures, and you saw those signatures on that clip, one well familiar uh, John Hancock. Uh, I want to give you the last paragraph. It says, We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in General Congress, assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world. You see, God was all in our founding. Hallelujah. They would scratch, the, they would, I'm going to tell you what, there are people who would do away with the Declaration of Independence just because that statement is in there. Hallelujah. It said, Assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the uh, uh, rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And one by one, 56 men who represented the 13 colonies, signed the document which would change the course of the world. When America came to existence, the world would never be the same. Never be the same. But the signing of the document was not the lone act that would make them free from the tyranny of the British crown. You see, we celebrate... Uh, July 4th, 1776, because that was the day that this declaration was signed. But that was not the end, and that was only the beginning, because after they signed that document and they sent it across the sea to the king of England, it wasn't long that a whole host of British ships came over the horizon. And it wasn't until 18, uh, 17, 1783, some seven years later, that the Revolutionary War had was won and we finally had independence. I, I'm going through this to let you know that there was a process to the freedom of this country. Hallelujah. Seven years of struggle and bloodshed until the victory was final won. Listen, church. It's one thing to stand and declare your independence and freedom. It's another matter completely to follow follow through without waver or
1: regret the process it takes to freedom. Hallelujah. It's one thing to stand up and say, I'm going to be free. Or it's one thing to stand up and say,
0: I'm not going to let that bottle of booze hold me no longer. Or I'm not going to let that tobacco hold me no longer. I'm not going to let all these things. It's one
1: thing to make that declaration. Because listen, folks, when you make the declaration, there's somebody who is listening. And he's your adversary, the devil, going by, the world set like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he's going to say, all right, sweetheart,
0: we're going to see how much you're going to be free. When you stand and make a declaration,
1: you get ready for a fight because a fight's coming. It's coming. Whatever.
0: Listen, folks, there are many... There are many people today who live under a tyrant's rule. And that tyrant for many is fear. For others, it is habitual sins which they can't seem to shake. Whatever
1: the bondage you are living under, you can be made free. You don't have to live your life in misery and defeat. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It don't have to be that way. The only thing between
0: you and the freedom and liberty that you seek is the willingness to walk through
1: the process of
0: freedom, which will take you to the other side, where only conquerors and champions abide. And I want to share that process with you, and it's my sincere hope that 100% of this congregation today will be willing to, and determined to walk it. Hallelujah. Amen. We declare our liberty. We declare our freedom. But what are you willing to sacrifice for it? What are you willing to do for that freedom? Hallelujah. There's a process. There's a process to go through it. The first thing in the process, folks, now we've moved away from our uh, freedom as Americans and our in, in, independence. Now we're, we're making the spiritual application here. I'm talking about your spiritual being, your spiritual um, livelihood. The first step in the process of freedom is you've got to live and breathe the word. Come on, somebody. What's the chorus that we sing around here sometimes? You are the air I breathe. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to experience freedom in your life, if you want to have liberty beyond anything that you could ever dream and imagine, you're going to have to live and breathe the Word. Jesus says... If you continue in My Word. Do you remember that in the opening text?
1: If you continue in My Word. There is no way for you to follow the process of freedom unless you continue in God's Word. You just well to hang it up and go on and forget it. If you're not going to continue in the book, if you're not going to continue in the Word of God, you are not going to experience freedom. Now listen, folks, I want, I want to make something crystal clear here right now. When I'm talking about continuing in the Word, I'm not talking about pasting Scriptures on Facebook. I don't mind seeing Scriptures. It's good, amen, because a lot of times you
0: see you see too much negative stuff on there.
1: Hello? But when I'm talking about continuing the word, it's just not about pasting scriptures on Facebook or reading,
0: uh, or reading one verse of a daily devotional. You know, we we pass out devotions around here every three months, once a quarter. But that's if that is if that's your
1: only content of the word, then friend, you're not living in the word, and you're going to have bondage in your life.
0: You may not know, but I'm already preaching. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I'm talking about living and breathing the Word of God, making it the very focus and center of your life. Hallelujah. Listen to me close now. I'm going to shake up some Pentecostal uh,
1: traditions. Too many Pentecostals think that the victory is in the shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, too many Pentecostals think the victory is in a shout, but the victory is in obedience and compliance to the Word. That's a lot of hey. The stadium over here where the Titans play, they got enough shouting going on when they play over there that you can hear it rumbling over on 1901 know, Meridian. Amen.
0: And if they won, according to the shout, well, you know what the you know what the history is there. They're winnings, hallelujah. It's not in the shout, folks. It's not in the shout. Too many people think the victory is in the shout, but it's, but it's in the obedience and compliance to the Word. You have to continue in His Word daily. Now, some people say, Oh, Brother Sammy, but the Israelites shouted, and the walls fell down. Brother uh, Brother DJ touched on this somewhat Wednesday night. If you was here, you would probably remember that. And a lot of people say, Oh,
1: we just got to shout our way through. Because Joshua and the children of Israel They shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. Yeah, they did. They did shout, and the walls came down. I will will submit to that. Hallelujah. But a week earlier, God told Joshua to walk. You hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Before the shout came, there was the walk. Oh, you're not hearing me yet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And for seven days, they did nothing but walk. They obeyed the Word of the Lord. Every day. Listen, God, God's talking to
0: somebody right here, right now.
1: Every day,
0: they walked. And nothing happened. How many times? How many times have you prayed? Poured your heart out to God. And brother, it don't seem like your prayers are getting up to the ceiling much less past the ceiling. Hallelujah. How many times have we spent all sleepless nights going through the struggles and the things that we have to go through with? I'm gonna tell you something, folks. If you believe God and you continue in his word. Just keep walking. They used to sing a song years ago where the church I was brought up with us. I "You gotta keep walking, keep walking, walking in the light of the Lord. You'll get to heaven someday. You better get in the right way, walking in the light of the Lord." There was a miracle that had to transpire. If they was gonna cross and make the promised land their home. So they walked one day, nothing happened. What did they do? They continued walking. They got up and they walked the next day. Hallelujah. Nothing happened. Brother Art, but they kept walking. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Sammy? I'm telling you right now what I'm saying and what God is speaking in my heart that we give up too soon sometimes. Hallelujah. You see, we in in this country today we're we in we're in a fast pace and, and it's it's just gotta have it right now, gotta have it. We got the we got to drive through banks, we got the we got to
1: drive through uh uh um you know, where you get your hamburger and drive through this I mean we gotta have it just like that, like that.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. We even got on the man on our television. Hello. And you know what we want to do? We want to we try to cram God to fit into our mold. And if it don't happen by our way and our time limit, we're going to say, I'll try this thing. Hey, listen. I can't, I mentioned about 20 years. I can't tell you during that time how many people start coming to church. And when you get to talking to them and you begin uh, 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 to uh, uh, listen to, to their talk, you find out that there's something that they're really wanting in their life. There's something that they want. And as you continue to talk, you'll find out they didn't start coming to church until the need presented itself. So they started coming to church. Hallelujah. Glory to God with the wrong motive. Maybe maybe if I scratch God's back, he'll scratch mine. I don't feel my back getting scratched. And you see them, I, I could visualize some folks right now, not even missing a service. But then when a certain time period goes and comes, and that prayer didn't get answered or it didn't happen like they was wanting, next Sunday where they at, they're out the door. And they don't have enough sense to realize that God knows what you're thinking when you walk in the house. He knows what your motives are. He knows what my mo Hallelujah. Glory
1: to God. He knows if I come here today just to love Him and to worship Him. Glory to God. I didn't come here having to have my way. I come to worship Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm going to worship Him whether or not I feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps or not. I'm going to worship Him whether all my prayers have been answered or not. And if I continue the process, if I continue walking... Glory to God one day God will say I'm gonna honor that faithfulness.
0: Yeah. You see, God does honor faithfulness. He, he he takes note Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's got Evernote on his iPad. And he'll pick up that iPad and he'll point it down your way. Just like I got mine last night, I pointed uh, towards Brother Low while he was teaching, took, him, took a snapshot and I got his picture in my notes. God, to point that thing your way and take a snapshot to see if you're praising Him on the cloudy day just like you do on a sunny day.
1: Hey, I'm preaching. Well, you know that I'm preaching. Glory to God. Amen. He is keeping up. He says,
0: uh, He already said this in His Word. He says, Man, He said, They give me lip service. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Hallelujah. you got to develop a relationship with somebody to get in good with them. Brother Shoulders uh, used to have a uh, a, well-known statement. He he would talk a lot. He says, God always takes care of His regular customers. Hallelujah. Y'all ever heard him say that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God takes care of His regular customers. Just like going into a restaurant. If you go into a restaurant, amen, uh, and you keep going back, and the, and the waiter or the waitress knows you, amen, finally they know what you're going to order. They know what you're going to ha- want to drink. And a lot, And I've been in there sometimes, amen, and they'll have have the tea sitting there waiting on me. Why? Because there's been a pattern developed. And if they know that you're a good tipper... Hallelujah! Hey, I'm going to take care of that little short round, man. <laughs> Hallelujah! He—he—he's not like a lot of those Pentecostals that get all upset because my food ain't cooked just right and want to fuss and cuss at me and all that stuff. They want me to wait on them hand and foot and then they want to leave two percent on the table. Hello, oh, my 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 no. Oh, Lord. He done quit preaching and gone to Medlin now. But brother, brother Pruitt, I just, I just don't, I couldn't afford, Amen. I, I, I couldn't afford to, uh, get, to pay the ticket and give a good tip too. Well, go to White Castle, praise God. Hello, somebody. We, if we're salt and light, if we're the image of Christ, glory to God. God's church shouldn't go around looking like a, Amen. That we're wanting something for nothing.
1: Glory to God, there's more than one way to be a witness. Uh, Amen. You don't have to go out there and cram Acts 2.38 down their throat. Some people are watching your lives and your attitude. (laughs) Hallelujah.
0: They kept walking. Nothing happened. Finally, on that seventh day, After all those days of looking silly, walking around the walls of that city, that's when God told Joshua to shout. For God has given you
1: the city. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, folks. God is telling you today. Amen. If you prayed and it ain't happened, keep praying. Amen. If you work and it ain't happened, keep working. Hallelujah. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't throw up your hands and quit. Just keep walking and trusting God.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll find out you'll get a whole lot more that way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And something else. Too many Pentecostals think victory. And somebody, Brother Bobby made mention of this. Hallelujah. We kind of blended in together, Brother. This is a confirmation. It's good. Too many Pentecostals think that victory is singing a song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, church, you can't sing somebody to victory. Hallelujah. You can lead them into the presence of the Lord through worship so their hearts will be prepared to hear the Word. Amen. Listen, do you know a lot of the modern churches today have tried to change things so much to please so many people, to get people in, that a lot of churches don't even have the preached word no more. They will have a lot of these other things, and they don't have no word. But I'm going to tell you something, folks: any church whose center and focal point is not the preached word of God, you better run from that place as far as you can, as fast as you can run. Hallelujah. As he said, music's good. Film clips is good. Drama teams are good. Amen. Sign teams are good. But all of those things
1: are only meant to complement the anointed preaching of the Word of God. We come together for a worship service to create an atmosphere, amen, that, that the Word of God can go forth in authority and power, that people can be made free.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. You can lead them into the presence of the Lord, and we should, through worship. But that's meant to prepare our hearts. It's the Word that makes them free, not the song. Now listen, folks. I could make a long list here of where our Pentecostal traditions are magnified in our services above the Word of God. Think about that for a moment. Just savor on that before you swallow it down. Listen to me. I know I'll get some people mad at this, but I'm going to preach it anyhow. Hallelujah. Speaking in an unknown tongue or dancing in the Spirit will not free anybody. Come on. Speaking in an unknown tongue or dancing in the Spirit will not free anyone. It's continuance in the Word. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Let me finish this. The gifts of prophecy or discernment can't free anybody. It's continuance in the Word. It's continuance in the Word. Listen, folks, I can't begin to tell you of the time that people were called out and prophesied over. And after the prophecy maybe was prayed for and they went out talking in tongues, doing everything else, where are they at right now? They're out in the world living like the devil. If the prophecy could make them free, if the tongues could make them free, guess what? They'd still be on the pews today. You hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why? Because they did not continue in the Word. Am I I speaking against any of this stuff? No, I'm not. I believe in it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's nothing to be magnified above the Word. You can shout all you want.
1: You can dance all you want. And fill up the Holy Ghost goosebumps as you call. Hallelujah. Do not depend on that to get your deliverance and make you free. Get in the Word and stay there. God said He sent His Word and healed them. Did He not? If you need a healing, don't wait for Pastor Sam to lay hands on you where you can get all goosey and hallelujah and start running. Get in this Word that I'm preaching to you. He said He sent the Word to heal. Hallelujah. Whip, whip, whip! It's the truth in hell.
0: Hallelujah. Lord, Many believers today are struggling with carnality and other works of the flesh simply because they have not followed the process to freedom. And that process begins by getting in the Word and staying there. James 1.21, this is a favorite scripture of Pastor Hale. I have read this for him, behind him on the platform many times. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now I'm not gonna get into in the details of breaking down. Those words to you, that will come at a different date when I'm teaching. But there's something about that verse that catches me, and I hope and pray that you will get a hold of it. It said, Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. I want to ask a question right here. I just want to stop and ask a question. Why did he say that the engrafted word was only able to save? How come he didn't say it will save your soul? Look at that verse up here. He's got it up here. Think about that. It said, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. How come, how come it wasn't written, which will save your soul? That's it, brother. That's it. Because after you receive it, you've got to continue in it. It's able. The Word of God is able to do anything for you you need. But that don't mean that it will. You don't, there's a reason why this thing works for some people and it don't work for others, and it ain't because God's a respect your person neither. Hello, somebody, I'm preaching. Glory to God. There's a reason why this book works for some people and it don't work for other people. Hallelujah. We we just think we just think. Uh, remember, a little one time piece of scripture on Facebook. We don't continue in the Word. You've got to live it and breathe it 24-7. Hallelujah. Then, God says, come back and we'll talk about your need. Hello, somebody. Live this thing. Get in it. Receive my engrafted Word. Because it's able to save you. But it can't save you if you don't continue in it. Hallelujah. What do the rest of the verse in that, in that, in that context say? Um, down to verse 22 through 25, it's powerful. What did he say right after? But be ye what? Doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Hallelujah. A lot of people, amen, worried about whether the preacher's going to uh, deceive them or not, lead them astray. Uh, The biggest one you need to worry about is your own self because more people are deceiving their own selves. Hello? Glory. He said, Be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. Hallelujah. For he beholdeth himself... And goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Hallelujah. I might stand up here and tell you today. I might stand up here and tell you that I'm a pretty good looking hunk of man flesh. Sister Darling says he's a pretty good hunk of flesh, all right. But. But if I say that, it's because I forgot what I looked like when I got in the mirror to shave this morning. There's something you want to forget real quick. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. That is the word. That's the Word. Can I tell you something, church? In all seriousness, as a pastor who loves the sheep and desires to see everyone live in victory, I'm going to tell you right now, here today, I'm going to let you know why so many church people or people who claim that they love and know the Lord are always walking around in a defeated, tail tucked between their legs like a scalded dog attitude. Hello, somebody. Ain't it amazing some people claim the Holy Ghost are going going around with a smile on their face, greeting everybody with a smile, how you doing today? Fantastic in Jesus. Hallelujah. But other folks are supposed to have the same experience. They're always going around with a defeated tail tucked between their legs like a scolded dog attitude. Why is that? Because they don't continue in the word. Maybe they rely on the shout. Maybe they rely on the song or the dance. Whatever it is, (laughs) it just ain't working for them. Hello, somebody. They need to start living and breathing the Word. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let me move on to the second part of my message. I'm talking about the process of freedom. The process of freedom. First, we had to live and breathe the Word. And then, secondly, we've got to absorb the content of the Word. We've got to take in, we've got to absorb the very content or the fiber of the word of God. The second step in the process to freedom is the knowledge of the word. To know what the word says. God says, "My people are destroyed for lack of what." We some of us need would be good to paste it on our refrigerator door. Hallelujah! Never forget, Jesus says. Now he said, "Continue in my word." Then he went on in those scriptures that we opened up with to say, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But what 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 part about that relates that you got to do? You gotta know the truth. Amen. That means you gotta absorb it. You gotta get it in you. The day may come that even in this country they might they might come and take our Bibles. But if they take it out of your hand, they can't take it out of your heart. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Somebody might take it out of your hand, but they can't never take it out of your heart. Hallelujah. Listen to this. I just I just picked this up on on uh, on a news um, a fl- a flash thing on on the internet this morning. Listen to this. <laughs> we got to know the truth, and it's the truth that that we know that's going to set us free. After more than three decades in a prison, a Florida man was set free Thursday after a DNA test showed he did not kidnap and rape a nine-year-old boy all the way back in 1974. Now think about this. This man was picked up, booked, tried, convicted, and given a life sentence for something he didn't do. Think about it. This was his comment when they questioned him after his release. Brian said, I'm not angry, now 54 years old, who told reporters after a brief hearing in Bartlow, Florida. He was 19 years old when convicted of charges of kidnapping, burglary, and strong-arm rape. He received a life sentence. He's going home for the first time in 35 years. this is not the first time this has happened ever since they've come out with the DNA testing. They've actually been people on death row fixing to have their life taken away. The, by the grace of God, somebody found out and they were tested and the DNA proved them to be innocent. Listen to me. I told you that story for this purpose. It was truth made known that set that man free after all those years behind bars. Nobody else would set him free. The judge wouldn't set him free. The prosecutor wouldn't set him free. The police lieutenants wouldn't set him free. Nobody even as far as they could tell, as far as people could care, they'd say that that man can just rot in jail. Hello somebody. Truth. Look at your neighbor and say truth.
1: Truth made known when it was finally made known after all of these years set him and made him free from behind the bars that held him. Glory to God. And when you absorb the content of the Word, it will lead you to spiritual freedom. Hallelujah. Truth will defend you when all else fails. Amen. It will defend you when you continue in His Word and absorb the content of that Word. It will shield you from everything,
0: Satan, the world, and just plain life will throw your way. Sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's not the world. Sometimes it's just everyday life. But I'm here to tell you that truth will be a shield to you. It will protect you. That's why you need to absorb it. It's part of the process of your freedom. Psalms 91, verse 4 through 7. I like this passage of Scripture. Listen to what he says. Look at it. He will cover you. Now, this is God's Word translation. By the way, this is not King James. This is God's Word translation. I'm using it because it really brings this out. He will cover you with His feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His truth is your shield and armor. Folks, you've got to absorb the word. You've got to absorb the truth. It's the truth that's going to do this. You Listen to this. Look at this, folks. You don't need to fear terror of the night, arrows that fly during the day, Plagues that roam the dark, epidemics that strike at noon. They will—they will not come near you, even though a thousand may fall dead beside you, or ten thousand at your right side. Why is that? Because you got truth as a shield.
1: You got truth as a shield. You've been living this thing for years. You've been walking. All those days that nothing was happening, nothing was going on, you've been absorbed in, you're not a one-night stand, you're not a fly by night, you're not in and out, up and down, but you're consistent with your life with God. And if you stay consistent with God, He'll stay consistent with you. And if you don't stay consistent with Him, don't get mad at Him, the church, and the pastor, because your life will fall apart.
0: Hallelujah. You see, it doesn't matter what the devil tells you if you know the truth. I'm winding down. I'm fixing the clothes. It doesn't matter what the devil tells you if you know the truth. It doesn't matter when the boss man says you're going to be laid off if you know the truth. Stay with me now. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if the doctor says you can't live much longer if you know the truth. Thank God. Thank God. I live in the truth. I walk in the truth. My whole life is guided by the truth because truth that is known brings freedom. Truth that is known brings freedom. I'm going to close this message by relating a story to you um, of how they train elephants. Brother Petey used this story back at the fellowship meeting, and I, think in, I think when he preached in Bowling Green. Uh, I had heard it before, but I would forgotten about it until he used it. So um, when it came to my mind, I went and, hallelujah, you know what my motto is? Thank God for the blood and thank God for Google. I Googled it up and I found the story. Listen to this. As a man was walking through the back lot of a circus, which had recently come to town, he was passing by the elephants and suddenly stopped, being confused by the fact that these huge creatures were being held by only small ropes, tied to their front leg, only one leg, not, not two, not three, not four. There were no chains. There were no cages. It was obvious that the elephants could at any time break away from the bonds but for some reason, they didn't, did not. Somebody needs to hear this today. And if they ain't here, maybe somebody needs to get a copy of the CD of this message. Noticing that our trainer was standing nearby, this man asked this trainer, why these beautiful, majestic animals just stood there and made no attempt to get away. I mean, you know how big elephants are. I mean, you know, I look at an ele- elephant, and I don't call myself big no more. I mean, they're, you know, a full-grown elephant. And they were all standing there with a little bitty old, like a tent sta- uh, a pig, drove in the ground, and just a small rope tied around the stub, and just a small rope tied around one leg. And th- it, that man noticed it. And he asked the trainer, he says, he says, how come that they just stand there and they don't make no attempt to get away? The trainer said, when they are very young and much smaller, we use the same size rope to tie them at that age. It's enough to hold them. When we first tie them, they'll yank and they'll pull and do everything, but they're too little. They don't have enough strength. At that time, the rope... Is overwhelming them. As they grow up, listen to me. As they grow up, they are conditioned to believe they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free. That's powerful. The man was amazed... Because these animals could at any time break free from their bonds, but because they believed that they couldn't, they were stuck right there where they were. There's that great big, several hundred pound elephant just standing there being held by something a little stob in the ground and a small rope. That animal's so big and he's so powerful that all he'd have to do is just lift up that leg and it wouldn't take him no problem at all to give a jerk. Rope, stob and all come out of there and he could just mosey on down the pike. But he don't do it. He don't even try. Why is that? Because the trainer trained him from a baby that hey as long as this is on hold of you you ain't going nowhere you can't go nowhere and so his mind got conditioned when I, when I, when I got this, this this story and I saved it in my computer I, had to, I needed to give it a title so if I wanted to use it to bring it back up sometime I could do it and I titled this story being tied up by your mind Hallelujah. More people in the world today and in churches today are tied up and they can't get free. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's job situation, this, that, or the other thing. It really don't matter, but you're tied And you've been tied so long you've gotten conditioned to where your mind thinks, ain't no need me trying, I'm wasting my time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And guess who the trainer is? It's the devil. It's Satan. You see, he don't have the power that most people think that he has. The power that the devil has is what you allow him to have. Do you hear what I'm saying today? If you're a child of God, the aunt, Brother Paul, the only power Satan can have on you is what you give him because he was defeated. He was defeated. Greater The song she sung a while ago, greater is he than you than he is in the world. Glory to God. Are you tired of standing there? In the same place, the all time, day after day, month after month, year after year. Don't you want something better? Oh, oh. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full-grown adult now, but I, I can remember back as a child, before before they came and got me. Uh, me and my mom used to go the grassy fields of Africa. Uh, we just, when I wanted to go down to the creek and just wallow in the water and the mud, oh man, I can re- I can barely remember. It's been so long, but I've been tied up here now for so long. My mind's conditioned, folks. I come to tell somebody today that through Jesus Christ, you can be made free. You can be made free.